So, well, we have been looking at uh, the theme of walking with kings over the lockdown Bible school over the weekend. We've been looking at King David. We've looked at King Solomon. And now we're going to spend, in our last talk, looking at Rehoboam. Now, I'm rather pleased with this title. Rehoboam, King of Peer Pressure. Now, let's have a little bit of partis audience participation for a few moments. Can someone unmute themselves and try and explain what peer pressure is all about? What is peer pressure? Ezekiel here speaking. Now, now, can, you, now can you say, say who you are? And then speak clearly so I know who you are and speak loudly. Anybody? Ezekiel. Oh, um, yeah, hello, hello, Ezekiel. How are you? All right. Hello, yeah. Well, I think peer pressure means like very severe, so very, a lot of pressure. Okay. So give me an example. Um, when you're at school, um, people put pressure on you. To do stuff. Okay. To do stuff that, what, is things that you um, don't... That's not right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Be like them and not right. Okay, right. Yeah, all right. So it goes, so they put pressure on you to do things that you don't want to do or they influence you in ways which are not right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. All right. So walking with kings. Now, what we said was, is that when we're looking at walking with kings, we can learn lessons from the good kings and from the kings that were not so good. But I really want you to keep in mind the principle that we laid out in our first talk. Let me see if you can remember that. What did we learn about what the Bible said about God and about being a king? Remember when the people chose, remember when they chose a king and it was King Saul, wasn't it? Yeah. What did Samuel say about God? Now, this is really important. This is Japheth. Uh, God was the king. Right. That's right. That was in the days of Samuel. Right. They said they wanted a king to be like all the other nations. A god that they, a, a king that they could see and lead them into battle and so on, and and it displeased Samuel and it displeased the Lord, and uh, God said, "Look, when I was your king, God was their king. They should they should have looked to him." So walking with kings is in effect walking with God and of course walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. So this now is Rehoboam. Remember that line. King David had a son called King Solomon. King Solomon had a son called King Roboam. So we tried to keep it as tidy as we possibly could. Roboam, king of peer pressure. And we're going to look at a, a very uh, significant incident in the life of King Roboam to show that he was influenced by 
certain people. Now, you remember right uh, our first talk, we used a little phrase to help us, uh, our ABC. Remember our ABC? What, what is it? I see a few people nodding. What is it? Yes. Uh, unmute yourself and, and say your name, please. Please. Um, this is Avoid Bad Company. Yeah. Who is that? Ezra. Ezra. Okay. And there's another uh, young lady in a, in a um, mustard colored, mustard colored um, uh, cardigan. What's your name? Uh, Hannah. Hannah. Where are you from, Hannah? Uh, Trent. Okay. Lovely. I know you're going to say the same thing, weren't you? Yeah. Great. Nice one. It's all about encouraging everybody. Well done. Good. Avoid bad company. And I think this ties in quite nicely, actually, with what we want to say. So, with your Bibles open, please, let's find out a bit about Rehoboam. 2 Chronicles and chapter 11. And we're going in at verse 5 to 12. Now, you would think that having a father as being one of the wisest men that ever lived. But in fact, you know, I, I came across a title about uh, a talk about King, King Solomon. And it was entitled, Solomon, Wise Man or Fool? And, and I think that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because he started off great, but actually at the end, uh, he didn't really finish in a good way, did he? In effect. Um, okay. So, 2 Chronicles 11, verse 5. Roboam dwelt in Jerusalem and built cities for defense in Judah. Okay. And then we come down to verse 11. And he fortified the strongholds and put captains in them and store of victual and of oil and wine. And in every several city, he put shields and spears and made them exceeding strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. So here now, really, Roboam is a man of war. His father, in many respects, was a man of peace. But here now, and that's what Solomon means, peaceable, peace. And here now is Rehoboam, a man of war. And the, and the priests and the Levites that were in all Israel resorted to him out of all their coasts. Now look at verse 15. Uh, verse 14, for the Levites left their suburbs and their possessions and came to Judah. Verse 15, and he ordained him priests for the high places and for the devils and for the calves which he had made. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? So, Roboam was turning out just like his father. The calves. And after them, out of all the tribes of Israel, such as set their hearts to seek the Lord God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice unto the Lord God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Roboam, the son of Solomon, strong three years. For three years they walked in the way of David and Solomon. And then actually as the verses go on, things uh, change a lot. Okay. He mixed idolatrous religion with true religion. We read that. So there was a, a bit of the truth and a bit of the falsehood. 
bit of uh, serving the things of God and a bit actually of uh, serving things uh, which were against God. And that wasn't really a good thing. So straight away, this young king comes to the throne and uh, things are not, not good. Not good, really. Maybe he was influenced by people around him. So I don't know if you're going to school, if you're going to uh, where, wherever you're going, particularly at school at your age, you could be influenced by people, how they behave, what they say, how they act. Look at uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 11, whilst we're there, verse 18. And Roboam took him, Mahalath, the daughter of Jeremoth, the son of David, to wife, and Abihail, the daughter of Eliab, the son of Jesse, which bare him children, Jewish and Shamarah and Zahim. And after her, he took Maacah. So he had lots of wives. Look at verse 21. And Roboam loved Maacah, the daughter of Absalom, above all his wives and his concubines, for he took 18 wives and three score concubines and begat 20 and eight sons and three score daughters. It's very similar, isn't it, to his father. And Roboam made Abiah, the son of Maacah, the chief to be ruler among his brethren, for he thought to make him king. And the verses continue. So Roboam doesn't really set a good example, does he, in having all these wives and all these concubines. And we know that what happened to his father, we're told, that they turned his father's heart away from the things of God. So the phrase that maybe you could put in some of your notes is, like father, like son. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Like father, like son. Turn over your page to Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1. And it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself. Oh, here's an important lesson. When things are going just right, what do you do? Do you say, oh, well, things are going really well now. I don't need God anymore. That's the warning. He strengthened himself. Notice that. He strengthened himself. He relied on his own strength. He strengthened himself for he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Unmute yourself, somebody. What does the phrase mean? He forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Any takers, please. He didn't use it anymore. Yeah. Anything else? There's a bit more in that last phrase too. He didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in the law. Yeah. He didn't write it down. Oh, nice one. But there's something else. Now, remember, as good Bible students, you must pay close attention to detail. No word is wasted. Look at the last five words. Did he leave God? Yeah, but look at the last five words. And he used Israel. He took Israel with him. Oh, who's that? Who is that? Ezekiel again. Ah, good. He took all... I like how you put it, Ezekiel. He took all Israel with him. Huh? You see, you can be in a crowd of your friends, your mates, 
at school. And one person might say, no, I'm not saying that, that this happens. One person might say, hey, let's go down. I'm trying to make this as practical for you as possible, right? Practical for you as possible. One of your mates might say, oh, dear, let's go down to the shop. Let's go into the sweet shop and, and steal a few sweets. And because that one person said it, you all follow like sheep, <laughs> right? Have you noticed that? One person ma makes an idea and everybody says, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll count me in. I'll, 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 that's a good idea. I'll go with you. No, you don't want to do that. And he took, I like what Ezra said, he, he took all Israel with him. He's the king, very influential. He took all Israel with him. So be careful when someone comes up with a bright idea, you've got to think for yourself. And part of this lockdown weekend, the subject that I've come up with, I want to give you the tools so that when you go, I don't know, you might be homeschooled or whatever the situation might be, but you might, but hey, when you go out into the big wide world to go out and work and to earn a living, don't be influenced. Think for yourself. Don't follow the crowd. Don't be like sheep. This King Roboam took all Israel with him. And it came to pass that in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had transgressed against the Lord. So he took all Israel with him. So that wasn't a good situation, was it? Come across, please, now to 1 Kings and chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12. Roboam was the first king of Judah in the divided kingdom. 1 Kings chapter 12. I'm going to spend a bit of time now uh, looking at this chapter. And Roboam went to Shechem. For all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. Now, in your Sunday school lessons, I have no doubt you will remember the lesson about the divided kingdom. You will remember that King Solomon, when he was alive, had a servant called Jeroboam. An industrious young man was Jeroboam. God ripped the kingdom from Solomon and Jeroboam ran down to Egypt to escape because Solomon wanted to kill him. Jeroboam hears that Solomon is dead and now he returns to Judah, Israel and Judah. And this is where the story is picked up. Verse 2. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he fled from the presence of, ki of the kings of King Solomon. And he goes back now to meet Rehoboam. And Jeroboam says, verse 3, Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Look, when your father was alive, uh, it was hard. Please, can you make life easier for us 
and we're going to serve you. And Roboam says, hmm, uh, go away uh, and, and, and I'll, I'll have an answer for you in three days. And Roboam, the young king, what does he do? Not me. Ah, verse, uh, <laughs> verse five. And he said unto them, depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Roboam, now I'm going to slow things right down so you know and understand what's happening. And King Roboam spoke with the old men, right? We might say, make a note of it, the greybeards, right? The greybeards, the men who were alive in the days of Solomon, the old experienced graybeards who were wise, who had good experience, who would give you good counsel, who would give you and show you the right way, because they would say, oh, um, Ezra, um, well, when I was, when I was your, your age, hmm. I did this and I did that. And, you know, it helped me. And, and I saved my money and I chose my, my, my friends carefully. And uh, my friends were in the meeting and uh, I, I did all those things. And you know what, Ezra? I look back over my life. All my children are grown up and gone now. They're all baptized. And Ezra, I'm telling you now. Learn your Bible proofs. Best thing for you, Ezra. You, you, do, do you hear them talking? Huh? Ezra, do you hear them talking? Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Listen carefully to the old experienced uncles and aunties in the meeting. They won't let you down. They love you very much. There is a phrase. Old brothers and sisters in the meeting. They've been through the university of life. Come on. Somebody who's clever. What does that mean? They've been through the university of life. Come on, anybody, think about it. They, they might not have been to university, but they've been through the university of life. Any takers, please. Come on, we're, time's going. Ezekiel here. Um, I was Hello, Ezekiel. Yeah, well, the university of life perhaps means what happens in your lifetime. Yeah, okay, a bit more than that. Uh... Hmm. Okay. Anybody else? They're experienced in life. Ah, who's that? Who said that? Karis. Okay, good. Yes. They've got the experience. They know and they've learned important lessons. And King Roboam consulted with the old men that stood be before Solomon, his father. Oh, now remember. There's a proverb that says, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, right? Make a note of it. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Straight out of the book of Proverbs. Avoid bad company. <laughs> if you're walking with wise people, you're going to be wise, right? If you've got friends who smoke, 
I'm telling you now, chances are you're going to end up being a smoker. If you've got friends who are thieves, I'm telling you now, chances are you're going to end up being a thief. If you've got friends who tell lies, chances are you're going to end up being a liar. Okay. So the wise men who stood before Solomon, who spoke to Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, he said to the old men, um, what do you think I should do? Well, it's good to ask older people advice, isn't it? It's very important. What would you do in this situation? That's what he asked these old men. And they spoke unto him saying, oh, if you treat these people well, they're going to love you and serve you forever. That's what we think you should do. If you're kind, if you're generous, if you help them, if you encourage them, they're going to love you and they're going to serve you forever. Hmm, okay. Thank you, th thank, you for, thank you for your advice. Then he turns to his, his young friends. His peers. <laughs> his friends. Same age as him. No experience of life. Haven't been to the university of life. Never really seen much of war before. Then verse 7, he spake unto him. Then they spake, uh, sorry, verse 8, but he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, his peers, his contemporaries, if you want a big word, which had grown up with him and which stood before him. No experience, they're just young Men, and he said unto them, what do you think I should do? You know what they said? Oh, treat them rough. Be unkind to them. Put them in their place. You've got to stamp your authority on these people. Oh, dear. What a bad decision. Huh? Terrible decision. We'll come back to that and we'll see what happens then. We're told in 1 Kings 14 that this was really, really a bad time for him in his service. And so when the men come and say, so what, what, what will you do? Will you help us? He said, no. 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 We are, I am not going to help you at all. I'm going to be rough and hard with you. And you know what happens? They say, okay, we don't want anything to do with you. And they went. And there was nearly a massive war. All because he listened. He didn't listen to the old men. Huh? Oh, we could talk about this idol worship. The enemy up north, King Jerob, 
Jeroboam, he put two golden calves, one in Dan and one in Bethel. Now you will remember, those of you who are making notes, where did Jeroboam come from when he heard that Solomon was dead? Come on, come on, make the connection. Where did he come from when he heard that Solomon was dead? Egypt. Oh, yes. What was Egypt known for, particularly in the days of Moses in the wilderness? What did they worship? What did they make? Exodus chapter 32, remember? What did they make? Yes? Idols. Yeah. Uh, what particular idol? Come on, we know it. Golden calf. Thank you. What, what do you know again? Um, was, it in, was it Esther, was it? Hannah. Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Yes. The golden calf. So Jeroboam was influenced by Egypt. Peer pressure again, you see. And he gets up back to Israel. He says, right, we don't want anybody to go back down and start serving God. So I'm going to make two golden calves, one in Dan, one in Bethel. So you don't have to go to Jerusalem. Don't worship God. You stay here. Oh, he strengthened himself in Rehoboam. And we've read that. To do evil. He did not set his heart on, on God at all. He warred with Jeroboam continually. So he didn't have a pleasant life. And there is Jeroboam up north and Rehoboam down south. And they didn't like each other. And it all started from the fact that Rehoboam listened to his contemporaries. So those of you who have Sunday school teachers or CYC leaders in the meeting, uncles and aunties in the meeting, I'm telling you now. Many of them may not have been to university. Most of them who are retired now, maybe they couldn't afford to go to university. Oh, but I'll tell you something. They are, they, they are wiser than you can imagine. Do you know why? Because they've been through the university of life. And they can look back over their lives through their experience. And they're going to help you. So look, when you get older, if, if you plan to go to university or whatever, go and talk to them. Ask them. Of course, can talk to mommy and daddy. Of course. Talk. Don't think that Uncles and aunties in the meeting have nothing to teach you. If you think that, then you're so wrong. Listen to what they say. Advice. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. King of peer pressure. He did not want the old ways. That's Rehoboam. He didn't want to listen. He was not interested in the older wise men. I think that H is supposed to be J, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, if you're making notes. Roboam wasn't interested in the older, wiser men. He was interested with his mates, his, the peer pressure. And here's the thing too, isn't it? Even when you get older, it didn't change, you know. Even in the meeting. Just because everybody else is doing it, it doesn't mean it's right. 
You've got to learn to think for yourself. Just because everybody else is doing it, don't mean it's right. Very important lesson. Older, wiser parents. Proverbs, please. Chapter 1. Proverbs, Psalms, Proverbs. Now then, look what it says here in Proverbs chapter 1. Who wrote the book of Proverbs? Or let's just say a good part of it. Any takers? Solomon, okay. David. Yeah, uh, yes, more, more, yeah, predominantly um, Solomon, I would say. Now, here's an interesting thing. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. Who's Solomon's son? Rehoboam. Right. So, are we fair to say that the book of Proverbs, written by Solomon, is written for his son. Is that right? Would you agree with that? Yeah? Okay. Listen to these words. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. He wants him to be wise. Look at chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Listen to mom, listen to dad. Really important. So Solomon is writing this letter particularly for Rehoboam. It gets better. Verse 10, my son, if sinners entice thee, don't follow them. Verse 15, my son. Chapter 2, verse 1, my son. He wants him to listen to him. Chapter 3, verse 1, my son. Roboam, listen to me. Chapter 3, verse 11, my son. Please follow God. Chapter 3, verse 21. My son. Oh, we, we haven't got time to continue. My son, my son. He wants him to walk in God's ways. Follow God's ways. Proverbs chapter 1. There it is. And verse 10, peer pressure. My son, chapter one, verse 10. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let's do something bad. Let us swallow them up alive. Verse 13. Verse 14, uh, verse 15, my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Don't follow the crowd. You'll end up going the wrong way. 
That's what peer pressure does, you see. When Rehoboam said, oh, what do you think, friends, that he grew up with them? He did not want wise counsel. He didn't want, he didn't want to take good advice. Mom and dad say to you, right, I think it'd be, good, it'd be wise for you to do this, you know, but wise for you to do that. Don't just say, oh, I don't want to do that. They know what they're talking about. Very important to listen. Have good counsel. The need for counsel. Proverbs chapter 11. Go over there, please. Proverbs chapter 11. Psalms, which is halfway through the Bible, approximately. Proverbs 11, verse 14. Can somebody read that for me, please? Esther or someone? Nice boy. Go ahead, please. Proverbs 11, verse 14. Make a note of it, please. Really important. Go ahead, Esther. 11, verse 14. Somebody? Anybody? Okay. Uh, what is that? I'll what? read if you want. Yes. Go ahead, please. Is that, is that Ezra? Nope, it's Ezekiel. Oh, thank you, Ezekiel. Go ahead, mate. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Oh, okay. Let's try and apply it today. All right. You might have a decision, a choice to make. First thing you've got to do is pray about it. Don't forget to pray about it. And then ask. Talk to mom and dad. Talk to Sunday school. You, you see what I see, leaders? Sunday school team. Remember, make the right choices. The need for counsel. Where no counsel is, the people fall. Talk, 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 talk about it. Really important. Whilst you're there, turn over your page. Chapter 12 and verse 15. Now, what's that young lady's name again with the... um? Uh, uh, mustard colored, yes, and mustard colored, yes. What's your name again? Uh, Hannah. Hannah, I've got I'm, honestly, there's so much going on this weekend. Hannah, I'm so sorry. Hannah, please, you seem really keen. That's beautiful. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, please. Proverbs 12, verse 15. Um. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hath can. Hearkeneth unto a counsellor's wise. Oh, yes. Don't try and work it out by yourself. First thing to do, pray about it, and then talk. Ask others their opinions and their views. Talk to uncles and aunts in the meeting. So first port of call, pray about it. Second, talk to mom and dad, of course. That's what they're there for. They love you, and they're gonna, they will give you the best advice. I'll tell you that. We need divine counsel. Make a note of it. Psalms, I'll read this one. Psalm 73 and verse 74. 73-74. Easy to remember. 73-74 says this. Oh, 
wrong, uh, wrong write-up. I'm sorry, that's a bit of a type-up there. Okay, let's go on. Psalm 119 and verse 24 says this. Psalm 119, verse 24. I'll read it very quickly. 119, verse 24 says this. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counsellors. That's where we get the word counsel from. So God's law is the greatest counsel we're ever going to get. God's word. God's testimonies are my delight and my counsellors. Men of my... Oh, if you've got a Bible like mine in your margin in the Hebrew... Men of my counsel. Oh, isn't that beautiful? God's word. Men of my counsel. Huh? That's nice, isn't it? God's word's been around for thousands of years. Recorded. Talk about the uni university of life. Huh? This is a university from the dawn of creation. Men of my counsel. Listen to God's word. It won't let you down. It's always going to give you the perfect advice. So, who are you listening to for advice? Are you listening to your friends? People in the world? Your neighbors? Your teachers? The best advice will come from God's word. Who are you following for your example? Hmm? I wonder. Who's your example? Who are you following? Who are you following for your example? Okay. Roboam, king of peer pressure. <laughs> he was just that, wasn't he? He was king of peer pressure. His mates influenced him. Don't allow peer pressure to be your king. Make a note of that. That came to me this afternoon when I was typing it up. I like that, don't you? <laughs> don't allow peer pressure to be your king. You allow God's word to be your counsel. As it says in, in Psalm 119, men of my counsels. That's the best thing for it. If we had time, we could look at the last chapter of Proverbs chapter uh, 31, where this time it's the mother who speaks beautifully and she gives some beautiful counsel. In fact, let's go there very quickly, just so you know it's there. Look at the last chapter of the book of Proverbs. Right the way through, it's his father speaking. But look what his mom says, hey? And you will, you will know your mom for... Very perceptive, sees a lot, notices a lot. Sometimes ever before, well, ever before I, as a dad, notices, I'll tell you. Proverbs 31, this is the words of the mother, the words of King, Lem the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Right way through the early chapters, my son, my son, my father, your Solomon, and then the last chapter, Let's see what mom says. 
This is beautiful. Dad and mom talking about it, right? When you're maybe sleeping and they talk about it and then the next day you have a bit of a family meeting and they talk to you. It's not always dad. It's not always mom. It's mom and dad, dad and mom, right? They're talking. And in chapter 31, it's like the mom puts the icing on the cake. She gives her son beautiful words. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. My son, and what my son of my womb? And what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women. Beautiful. So here is the mom who knows exactly what's right. Walking with kings. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this weekend, walking with the kings, whether they were good or bad. Why? Well, we had to learn important lessons, didn't we? We're walking with them. We started off walking with King David, and we saw that he was wonderful to start with, and then he made a bad mistake in taking another man's wife and causing people to die. And God forgave him. And that teaches us of God's mercy, walking with kings, walking with David. And then we looked at King Solomon, started off amazing. Amazing. And then at the end, his heart got turned away by the wives that he chose. Influenced again, ABC, avoid bad company. And then we ended up with Roboam. Started off great. Even though his father was amazing, oh, ended in disaster, Roboam. Caused the division, divided kingdom, war and fighting. And what about you and me? What about you and me? Well, maybe the point is this, young people. When we are walking with kings, we look forward to the day when we walk with the greatest king of them all, the Lord Jesus. Oh, we so want him to come back. We're going to be with him forever. The king of the world. Remember the words of the wise men? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. May that day be soon when we will be in the kingdom as kings, kings and priests. It's been a real pleasure being with you all. It's been an absolute joy. Oh, one last thing. Book at bedtime is not at seven o'clock. It's at half past seven. Remind mummies and daddies, half past seven. Bye-bye for now, and God be with you. Thank you. Oh.